Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. A very interesting evening in the Bronx last night. First, you had the first day that the crowd at Yankee Stadium had the opportunity to express a warm welcome to the Houston Astros. This coming from the Astros trash can banging scandal during the World Series a couple of years ago. Let's just say Yankees fans let the Astros have it last evening. One report characterized it as, quote, an atmosphere more akin for a street fight than a sporting event. Hate flowed from each socially distant section of Yankee Stadium, end quote. The Yankees ended up winning the game 7-3. The Astros are starting to get used to this type of treatment, although the response last night in the Bronx was certainly some of the more vociferous that the Astros will receive. Meanwhile, more Disney-ESPN integration last night. If you watched the Yankees-Astros game on ESPN, it was a Star Wars theme last night. Of course, May the 4th. You had Carl Ravitch dressed up as Luke Skywalker, Tim Kirkton dressed up as Yoda, Steve Levy was in Darth Vader garb. I'm sure the purists hated it, but I found it fun for a few innings. Of course, there was a lot of Star Wars terminology, and I heard the word force more times than I cared for. But again, I found it fun for a few innings. What did you think? Let me know. I'd love to see what you thought of the Disney ESPN Star Wars integration last night. So this is your Morning Buzzcast, a long-winded opening to the Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, May 5th. I'm Abe Madcore. Good morning. Hope everybody is doing well. I want to start with big news in the golf world, as a proposed world tour is apparently not dead. Remember, this is a rival to the PGA Tour, and you had to wonder about this concept after the recent news of the PGA Tour's Player Impact Program, which offers millions of dollars of bonuses to players. Many felt that was a direct response to this rival world tour, but the threat is reportedly real. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan reportedly presided over a player-only meeting yesterday at Quail Hollow Club right here in my hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. Carolina. This came after a report in London about a Saudi Arabian-backed Super Golf League had offered $30 million contracts to some of the tour's top players. They named Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, Phil Mickelson as receiving these guaranteed contracts. Jay Monahan met the players reportedly, and he reiterated that any player who joins the startup circuit will face immediate suspension and likely permanent expulsion from the PGA Tour. That is according to a report in Golf Week this morning. So Monahan sending a very, very strong message to the players. Monahan said he would do everything he could to maintain the integrity of the tour and support PGA Tour sponsors and tournaments. This is a real threat to the PGA Tour because we all know, like many athletes, Golfers are definitely drawn to dollars, and if they get this type of deal, guaranteed 
contracts of up to $30 million, it could be appealing to many of these players. The contract offer to take part in a world tour would force the players to decide about playing on a world tour or playing for the Ryder Cup, which would be a major decision for any of these players. Now, this has been brewing for some time, this rival tour, but many thought recently it wasn't going anywhere. Now, with this recent report, it does sound like this rival Saudi Arabian-backed golf tour could start, and indications are they're interested in starting their circuit next September, September of 2022. We'll be all over this story. This story has tremendous implications throughout the game of golf. I want to stay with global sports. Manchester United fans said they are not done protesting the Glazier family's ownership and their support for the European Super League. Fans are planning further demonstrations against the club during the United's next home game on May 12th and potentially the replay of the Liverpool match as another potential target. Now, fans have also said that the team's sponsors are legitimate targets as they push for a change in ownership of the club. Each of the Manchester United team sponsors have received a letter from fans calling on them to end ties with the club as long as the Glaziers own the team. So again, fans putting more pressure, not just on the Glazier family, but now they're trying to go directly to the partners. That could work. We'll have to see how the partners respond and how persistent the fans are in their protesting. Meanwhile, in more fallout from the Super League and in one of the smartest moves so far, I think, Chelsea has decided to include fans in board meetings to ensure that supporter sentiment is considered in decision-making. I think this is brilliant. And the club said it is making this move to make up for their involvement in the Super League. So here's how it would work. Three supporter advisors will be elected to represent fans on the board. The fans can attend four board meetings each year. They will not be given any voting rights, but they will be able to present advice to the board on a range of topics. They will be literally the voice of the fans and the supporters. I love this move. It's simply listening to your customer. I hope other organizations will look at this and learn from this. But Chelsea making a very smart move to include fans in board meetings starting July First. Now let's get to some final television ratings. First, the NFL draft. The three days of the draft averaged 6.1 million viewers on ESPN, ABC, and NFL Network. Now that is down from a record of 8.2 million viewers last year, but it's essentially flat compared to 2019, and it's better than 2018, according to our Austin Carp. We talked on the Buzzcast how the NFL draft had a great first day. Very strong day one number, but after the first round, lower weekend numbers definitely pull the number back and close the gap with previous years. In fact, Saturday was down pretty significantly. Saturday was down 35% from 2020 and 15% from 2019. ESPN, in fact, had its lowest Saturday rating since the draft went to three days in 2010. But enthusiasm was high in the Cleveland-Akron market. It posted the highest host city rating since different locations began hosting the draft in 2015. So big energy, big enthusiasm as Cleveland hosted the draft and a lot of people in that market were tuning in. Final numbers, story two, that is the final numbers are in for the Kentucky Derby. And while they are down, I still say they are quite solid. NBC averaged 14.5 million viewers 
for the Derby on Saturday. Now, it is the lowest audience for the race since 2008. But the number is still one of the strongest numbers for a sports broadcast or any broadcast all year. So again, I still think the number is strong, even though it was the lowest audience since 2008. And finally, like we do so often, we're going to end the buzzcast around people. The NFL has made a major move in its communications department. This is a position the league had been looking to fill for some time. It was a position much talked about, much buzzed about in the sports business circles. And it's a big job for America's biggest sports property that really makes a priority on public relations and, of course, messaging. The league has hired former communications director to former President Barack Obama, Katie Hill will lead day-to-day public relations as senior VP of communications for the NFL. She'll work on messaging and strategy and story ideation. She'll report to NFL Executive Vice President of Communications, Jeff Miller. Now, Katie Miller is a veteran of D.C. politics and policy. She served as Assistant Press Secretary in the final 18 months of the Obama administration and has since then served as Obama's personal communications director. She'll eventually be based in New York City, relocating from Washington, D.C., where she currently lives. But again, a very big role at the NFL Katie Hill is the new Senior Vice President of Communications. She will take the lead on shaping the league's message and PR strategy, and I'm sure will be a person that will be reading about quite a bit. So that is your Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, May 5th. I'm Abe Matcor. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.